everybody welcome to the btl podcast this is the born to lead podcast i'm your host brett kelly and today we've got a very good friend of mine adam roach and adam roach is somebody who i've looked up to for quite some time now for all that he's accomplished in his entire lifetime up to right now so adam welcome to the show we're really excited to have you how are you brett i'm doing well buddy thanks for having me on i'm super excited to be here of course of course well adam Give everybody a quick and dirty rundown on on who you are, what you're doing right now. I know that you could run a whole entire you know list of all the <laughs> things that you're involved with right now, but just give sure. everybody, our, all of our listeners, a good idea on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, originally a Hoosier, raised in Los Angeles, and now a Charlestonian. That's, that's the path that I took from coast to coast to from the Midwest. Uh, I was a tennis player when I grew up, played college, ran a tennis club. I cut my teeth in Los Angeles in the real estate world in Beverly Hills, was with Keller Williams in Beverly Hills, uh, and, and saw the leadership path. And, and my friend, his name is Rob Agner, was the team leader at that time in the Beverly Hills office. And I looked at him, and my father, my late father, always said, hey, listen, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. So anybody that you feel is smarter than you, you need to go up and talk to him, introduce yourself, um, he was a big Olympic swim coach, and so he, we, we related that in the sports world as well. So anyway, so I went up and talked to Rob, and I was like, listen, man, I know I can do what you do. I want to be a team leader somewhere within Keller Williams, anywhere in the country. And so I wound up going back to Indiana, becoming a team leader there, and then ultimately moving down here to Charleston and became a team leader of this office. We had about 130 agents when I took it over. Uh, when I left the office, uh, we had nearly 400 agents, and we had grown it from $380 million in production to nearly a billion dollars in sales. And then I took over three other franchises, uh, ran all of those, became a coach, a MAPS coach, uh, which, which is uh, a leadership type coach, and a recruiting coach. And in the meantime, built a recruiting platform. And so and we now own what's called iloverecruiting.com. And we have a vision to recruit uh, 100 million people. And to us, recruiting is an equation. And that equation is recruiting equals influence equals leadership. So that's, uh, that's Adam Roach in a nutshell. And thank you for sharing all of that. What an experience you've, you've been having over the last several years. And even mm-hmm. when you started in real estate in Los Angeles, what was that like? You know, tell, tell us about what you were oh. going through in life, going from tennis into real estate. I mean, who does sure. that? Sure. <laughs> I'll tell you who does it. Some crazy person who thought that, wow, I've, I've, I've watched a few friends flip homes. And let's see, I was 20, I think I was 24 years old uh, when I was talking to buying my first house. Uh, I'll never forget, I paid $480,000 for it. And the funny part was, that was back in the day when you had just stated your income and they gave you 100% of all the money <laughs> to go buy the house. And I was only paying $200 more in my mortgage than I was in my rent. So I was like, this, this works for me. Why not? Uh, and then long story short, man, I had a buddy who was like, listen, man, you should sell that house. It'd be like eight months, nine months. This is your early 2000s, right? I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to sell this house. My parents have lived in the same house for 35 years. Why would I sell this house? Well, he said, listen, everybody, that's what everybody's doing. If you're cool, dude, you'll sell your house and just see what happens. So I sold it. And I've met, I'll never forget, I got a check for $92,000. I was 24 years old. And I got this check and I thought, well, now that was fun. Let's go do that again. And that was, uh, that was the start of the flipping. 
uh, I was started flipping. So that that's that's kind of how I did it, man. And that that was it was the wild west. It was truly the wild west. And I got to watch the market crash in 2007, 2008, literally crash. Um, and so that was a neat experience to be a part of that and not really understand what was going on. So that's what got me into real estate. That's that's a great story, man. I mean, going going from being 24 years old, starting in real estate, not really knowing the whole deal of what you were truly doing. And all of a sudden you get a check for, you know, over $90,000 $90, at 24 yeah. years old. Yeah. I would be pretty, pretty stoked about that. It was dumb luck. It was, it was definitely market driven. And I'll tell you the cool part about that learning process. We did that over and over and over for the next five plus years. And 2007 hit literally the market turned off. And I had my, our last flip and we were holding about $2 million in properties and flips. And we sold all of them except for one. And it was, we paid seven forty dollars for it. And we had it back on the market as we did in our three week turnaround. And we had six offers and only one of them was non-contingent. And that was a full cash offer, but it was like 10,000 more than what we paid for it. And I thought, well, that doesn't work. That math doesn't add up. Anyway, long story short, we lost on the property. That was our first property we lost on in 16 flip properties. And I wrote a check to the bank for $80,000, right? Because I just figured it was house money. And, um, you know, that was the biggest learning lesson because that was before short sales and, and foreclosures were kind of in vogue. Uh, and so it was, a, it was a good character building lesson because, again, now I'm in my 30s. And at that time, uh, close to my 30s, maybe, maybe 30, and I'm writing a check. And all my other friends are walking away, right? And so that, to me, that was a massive learning lesson of doing the right thing right? Being high integrity, high character, do the right thing. You know, you, you said something that, that really stood out of saying, you know, it was just dumb luck. But mm -hmm. somebody told me one time that it's incredible how fortunate and how lucky the hardest working people are. Hmm. And that's so true. You know, you say it's dumb luck, but you got in that position somehow. Sure. It's not just ironic always of, of things like that taking place. So it's really interesting that you say that, but I, I've seen you in operation, man. I've seen you, I've seen you prospecting. I've seen you doing your recruiting calls and everything. And that's mm -hmm. also a lot of what you're still involved with today is with, you know, yeah. with recruiting. It's incredible. But tell us about what that process looked like, Adam, when you were going and you approached Rob. And you told him, hey, I can do this. I can probably do it better than you is thinking you know, in your head that I, I can crush this. You know, what, what was going through your head this whole entire time? And, and how do you still live that way? What, are your, what is your belief system? Yeah, that's a great question, Brett. I think at the end of the day, he was impacting people. And that really spoke to me was watching how through the Keller Williams systems models, he was he was asking people questions. He wasn't really telling them what to do. He was coming from curiosity to understand whether there was mo their motivation, whether it was their, their, what was their, their drive. And, and I thought, man, that's real. I'd love to learn that skill set and then impact and empower people to be able to reach ultimately their goals. And as I grew in the team leader role, uh, more so down here in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, man, when I got into that space of real genuine curiosity of getting to meet people and understand what was their motivation, that, that just set me on fire inside. And I'll never forget, I, I sat down uh, as I was interviewing for this role here, well, at that time, um, I, told, I told my, the guy who was interviewing me, I'd do this for free. 
because I, I I loved it that much. And he's like, I might take you up on that. I was like, well, wait a minute. I do have, <laughs> I, I do have to pay some bills. Um, but yeah, man, it just set my soul on fire and it hasn't gone out. I mean, if anything, the flame's gotten hotter uh, because that was just my job. And now it's my life. And when I say it's my life, it's because everything we do, Brett, is, is recruiting, right? Everything you do is recruiting. If you had lunch with a friend today, you probably had to recruit them, right? But not everyone likes to be recruited. So a recruiter, that's why we have that equation. Recruiting equals influence, right? And, and influence is really just leadership, right? My good friend, John Maxwell, uh, who I know extremely well now as a friend, he says, listen, lead, the definition of leadership is, is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so I know that was a long-winded answer, but that's, that's what sets my soul on fire is, is truly helping people move from A to B um, with asking the right questions and coming from the right place of curiosity. And so we've built, I love recruiting and, and we've helped uh, inside of Keller Williams just alone with nearly 70 plus thousand agents join Keller Williams in a five year period. Uh, we are now in different verticals and we've helped other companies grow to the tune of 10 to $12,000 dollars, 10 to 12,000 agents uh, in the last uh, 15 months. So that's, that's really fun, man. We, and, and I'm just loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Those are powerful, powerful numbers. Mm -hmm. And I also like the, the John Maxwell mention. It's not everybody sure. who gets to say, you know, hey, I've got him on speed dial. That's, <laughs> that's a, a great thing to be able to say, man. It really is. You know, I've known you as being Mr. Energy. You know, when you, mm -hmm. when you walk through an office, Adam, everybody is excited when they see you and they, mm -hmm. they hear you speak. And I remember when you came and you, you spoke at, you know, when Kyle Walker, good, good buddy, like a brother of mine, today's actually mm -hmm. his birthday, but yep. Kyle Walker and I launched Keller Williams Young Professionals in Charleston. We didn't have a chapter before. and We wanted to make that type of impact in, in others' worlds and their lives by, by helping them and having positive influence impact in their lives. And I remember when you came and you spoke at our, I believe it was our first chapter meeting, not the launch, but mm -hmm. the first chapter meeting. And it really resonated with me when you stood up in front of everybody and you utilized the golden circle mm -hmm. type, of, type of theme in your conversation and what you presented from Simon Sinek and talking about mm -hmm. the golden circle. So can you share a little bit about what that means to you? Like, I mean, the, the golden circle. What, yeah. Talk about what, what goes through your head and how that's worked so well for you in your conversations with other people and making an impact in their lives. Right. Well, when you think about it, um, when you're in a conversation with somebody and say if you're a recruiter, right, well, whatever it is, um, if you're not asking questions, you're just talking, right. You, you, and, and, and this, this is just me. This is just my opinion, right? If you're sitting there talking, you got an ego problem, right? You got a massive ego problem. Now, again, that's just Adam Roach speak right there. Because when I'm sitting down with someone and, and I want to sit and learn from you, if you choose to ask me questions, great. I will answer them and I will talk. Uh, I want to learn about you, right? I was taught a long time ago. Now, I'm sure, we've, we've all heard this many different ways. The one asking the questions is the one in control. And the one talking is the one that got the most out of it, right? And so I always want to be learning. So, so that Simon Sinek golden, golden Circle, uh, which I highly recommend everyone to go watch. Just go YouTube it, right? I think it's probably, what, 12, 15 years old now, if that. Um, yeah, starting with why, right? Going, going, going into that why we do things. 
uh, is, is massively important, even in a conversation uh, in the recruiting space, right? It's like, why, why, why are we having this conversation? What, what's important to you about this conversation? What can we do to ensure that over the next 45 minutes, you walk out of here and say, damn, that was an incredible meeting, right? So as I've seen people grow, um, as I've, I've watched, for example, um, the team that you're on, the Dave Friedman team, right? Um, yep. I recruited Dave. I recruited Dave back in the day when, when he was at another company and, and all he was doing was working buyer leads, right? And now look at him. He's king of the hill here in Charleston. And I love that. And, and we just got to a place of curiosity with Dave where he saw he, he needed some of the solutions that we were offering. And again, we weren't selling. We were listening. We were listening to what it was and we were, we were developing a gap, if you will, uh, in Dave. And he knew that that gap that we had created by the questions we were asking, uh, we, had the, we had the prescription for that. And so when you go back to the Simon Sinek thing, as he talks about, most companies start with a what and how, right? And, and we call that, uh, if you're coaching inside of Isla Recruiting, we call that you're vomiting all over people. Stop. <laughs> oh, Stop. That, that makes sense. I like it. Right? Stop with the what and the how. Get to the why. Get to the why motivation. And, and the only way to get there, in my opinion, uh, is to ask questions. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So so you have learned an incredible amount. You're a learning-based guy. That's mm -hmm. that's so obvious just hearing the, the <laughs> language that you speak and the the way that you carry yourself and and you're you're asking questions that's how we learn is we ask questions we learn from it we internalize and we implement right so, right. so tell us about in going through this whole process for yourself and your world and others that are around you what are the skills that you've really you've embodied over the, the last several years on your journey? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. The, the, probably one of the biggest ones was, as I just mentioned, someone who likes to talk uh, is ego-driven. <laughs> Leaving Los Angeles and coming to a Midwest and then coming to a Southern <laughs> state. I mean, I, I was an egomaniac. I love to talk. I love to tell stories. I realized that that got me nowhere, right? Um, so that was step number one, was learning how to shed an ego, how to check your ego at the door, how to really come from a place of contribution that I want to help you, that I want to help Dave Friedman, that I want to help these people that um, I've surrounded myself with. So that was step number one, was, was looking myself in the mirror and saying, listen, where's that true self, right? What is, what, what is the true self? So it was defining who I was. Um, who, who was I, who was I internally, who was I in this, in, 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 in me, right? So that was step number one. Uh, step number two then was really getting into understanding what leadership was all about, right? And as I listened to Maxwell books, as I read Maxwell books, um, as I joined, I'll never forget. I had a coach, uh, when, when I got in the team leader role, it was 2010, and I had a coach, John Maxwell, had just launched what was called the John Maxwell Certification Program. And I had listened to a ton of his material and I'd read a ton of his books. And she was like, I think you should go through it. And I was like, man, I don't know if I have the money. I didn't have the money. I actually, I knew I didn't have the money at the time. And, and I was like, you know, I'm going to scrounge up. I'm going to go figure this out. And I'm going to do it. And so I, I did. And I was a founding member of his, his um, certification process. And I flew to Southern Florida. I knew no one at this table. I was actually one of three Americans at the table, which showed his reach. 
And so I really dove into leadership. What did leadership mean? Uh, so as I shed the ego, I learned what leadership was. And leadership was just as he said, it's influence. Right? Influence to help people, to genuinely come from a place of contribution to help people. Um, and man, I tell you what, Brett, when I got to that level, that truly opened my eyes up. I had no ego. I had nothing to hide. I wasn't trying to be someone who I wasn't. Um, I came out of this castle of, of ego ship and got into a place of massive leadership and, and just started learning about people, right? I, was, I, I didn't need to learn more about myself because I knew who I was. Uh, I was a giver and, and I was someone that massively wanted to give and I wanted to impact the world. I had this thing in my head all the time that was the way to, to success is to appeal to the masses. And the only way to appeal to the mass is to be true to who you truly are yourself, right? And then, and then you know, God's given us all these, these, these special powers as ourselves and our superpowers. And I'm like, well, let's just go use them. Let's go impact the world. And so that's why I love recruiting. We're going to impact 100 million people. Awesome. Awesome. Man, that, yeah. oh, just hearing a lot of the, the, the stories that you're able to tell from, mm -hmm. from all these experiences and the, even the ego thing. I mean, I can even attest to that for sure. I used to walk around and have this chip on my shoulder and I was selling 100 homes a year and I was better than everybody. What is that going to do? I don't know. Like, nobody cares no. how much money's in the bank account. Doesn't do anything for them. Doesn't do anything mm -hmm. for me, honestly, until it's really, man, how do I help more people? How do I share right. what I know and, and help them learn from my mistakes, honestly, mm -hmm. to, to become better versions of themselves? Right. And so, I think you nailed it right there, Brett. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. As you become more learning based, you actually become a better influencer. And a better influencer doesn't mean that it's a negative thing. It's an actually a sharing thing. It's a giving thing. Right. And that's why I love our equation because recruiting does equal influence, which does equal leadership. Right. And for you to be able to influence, you better be able to learn. And the only way to learn is to legit, right, sit down, shut up, and listen to the stuff that you really are genuinely interested in, whether that's podcasts or whether that's books on whatever it is. Well, just, just take a genuine interest in it um, with, with, excuse the language here, with no shits to give about what anybody else thinks, right? Yep. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. What do you have to lose? You, know? you got nothing you're, to lose. You're yourself. That's mm -hmm. it. You've totally, totally got nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what is, what does it look like in the day of Adam Roach? Tell, sure. tell us what that looks like. I'm interested to know where you are right now. in in that day, I mean, you've got, I love recruiting. You guys have the website, the company, the brand itself, the image, all the people that you serve. You're on coaching calls. You also have that brand, you know, your personal mm -hmm. one going for yourself. Also, also investments. I know you guys mm -hmm. just started, you've got an Airbnb going on right now. Mm -hmm. You've got, the I Love Recruiting podcast. I mean, what does a day look like? This is insane, man. How, how are you getting all these things done? Tell, tell everybody. Tell me. Well, yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, one of those learning-based uh, uh, moments was your shoulders are only so wide and you better start surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you. Uh, and that's called leverage, right? The best, the best ROI on your dollar team, if you're listening, is a human leverage. So go leverage. Um, what's a day look like? Well, I book in my, I book in my weeks. Um, my Fridays are my promise days, right? And basically what that means is, uh, I get everything done that I promise to get done to anyone during that week on Fridays. So I knock everything out on Fridays. 
my Mondays, my Mondays are my planned days, right? So clearly I plan every single morning or every single evening at the same time. Mondays though are the time that I actually get to get my head wrapped around everything that we're doing. So I, I do lead generate still. Uh, I lead generate for our, our, our iloverecruiting.com, which we have three platforms in there. One is called Recruiting Bridge, that's inside of Keller Williams, where we have the platform to help team leaders and agents grow their profit share tree. We have Exceed, which is xceed.io, which is the white labeled version of Recruiting Bridge to help other brokerages grow. We have what's called Chamber Scout, and that's for the Chamber of Commerce. And each one of those has their own leader, right, or director of operations inside of there. And then we have our coaching platform. So the coaching platform that we have is for real estate agents and for recruiters. And so I teach or I coach probably 20, about 25 people per week, one-on-one. -on -one. And we have a group coaching platform as well, which someone else runs. Um, and then we do our podcast, right? So we have our I Love Recruiting podcast, uh, which ironically, we're getting ready to do one right after, right after your show here, which would be Ooh. great. A guy from Canada, of all places. Um, so... Man, that's, that's it. And then I have two beautiful children, an 11-year-old son and a 9-year-old daughter. They're both massive tennis players, so we play tennis every single night um, after their tennis lesson. And so it's time blocking, man. It's, it's, it's literally just, just time blocking the day away. So if you were to look at my calendar right now, I even time block when I wake up. I time block when I go to the gym. I time block when, when, I, when I journal. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's all built in there. And one, one thing I'll say here real quick that I learned here recently, um, I got to meet Ed Milet in, in Aspen and at, a, at a GoBundance event. And he said something that I felt was really powerful. If you guys haven't heard of him, go check out his podcast also. He's a great podcast guy. Um, and he said something that I thought was pretty powerful. He says, you know what? All of you guys working in here, he goes, you will never catch up to me because you used the 24-hour method. And the 24-hour method, it, you ain't going to catch up to me, he says. He says, because I have three days worked in one day. And he says, what I do is I break my days down into threes. And it goes from six to 12, 12 to six, and then six to 12. And he says, I have 23 or 24 hour meal companies, he said he has. Um, he says, but I know each one of them, what my 20% is or that what I should be getting done, right? That, what's that one thing? And he goes, I will break down my days into three days because I can get three days worth of work done because I know my priority, all right, singular priority that's one thing and he says that's what I do he goes I don't stay up till 12 he goes hell I go to bed by 9 30 or 10 o'clock because I got all my stuff done and he goes that last 6 to 12 is usually family time that's a time block right and it was just it was just powerful I thought whoa I thought I got a lot done but this guy's clearly crushing me <laughs> um which was so cool so of course I came back and I implemented and, and now every hour on the hour I have a uh, alarm that goes off on my phone that says um uh, what, did, what did you accomplish and what do you need to recalibrate? That's, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. every, every single hour, right? Yep. Every single hour up until the four o'clock hour. So and just getting a constant fast. temperature check on where you're at and what you need to, to improve on or what you can mm -hmm. improve on constantly throughout your day. It's a pain in the ass too when it goes off. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's right. Yeah. It's right. I didn't accomplish what I should have accomplished. Man, it's a good check-in though, right? Oh, it's a great check-in. You know, yeah. you never know where you're going if you're not tracking it. And True. if you are tracking it, how often? You know, when is your check-in? Mm -hmm. How do you know when to readjust? You know, if your GPS says you're going to Nebraska, and all of a sudden you're over in LA or wherever you end up, did you check it? Right. Yeah. 
It's very true. You know, one, one of my psychotic trackers, because I massively track everything, is, is my gym tracker, right? So I, I literally track every single day. So I have a goal uh, this year to go to the gym 240 times. And so every single day I will write in my gym tracker day one of 240, day two of 240, day three. And I've been doing this for seven years and I have every year in the same book. And what I'll do from a psychotic standpoint is I will look like today was day, I think day was 48 out of 240, right? 49, something like that. And, and so this morning I went back and said, where was I in 2019? Where was I in 2018? Where was I in 2017? And I went all the way back to 2016 and 2016 was kicking 2020's butt because I was ahead of everything else, but not 2016. <laughs> and ironically, that's when I was in the best shape of my life. So it's kind of fun. Man, that's, that's good stuff. That's good. Well, Adam, I know we've got to wrap up here. If, mm -hmm. if others want that, you know, a lot of our listeners, if they want to find more of Adam Roach, where can, where can everybody go to find Adam? Yeah, for sure. So definitely go to iloverecruiting.com. You can find me on Instagram at Adam R. Roach. So it's Adam R. Roach. And then you can also go to I love, I think it's I.love uh, recruiting on Instagram as well. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks so much for, for being a part of BTL. This is something to impact a lot of people and everybody to learn from all of your lessons and experiences and your stories and embrace your energy too, man. So for us, we want to be able to pay back to you. You've provided something amazing to all of the listeners that are out there. I've got this document from Adam also. It's going to go right and be dropped into the BTL playbook. That's our BTL toolbox where all of our listeners have access to this document and this information. So Adam's placed a, uh, a really, really amazing recruiting script in there. And I love that script. It is so powerful. And you really, you hit home with the whole thing on it, man. So that's amazing. Cool. But Adam, in order for us to be able to share this stuff with all of our listeners, we want to be able to help something that's really important to you as well. So tell, tell, tell everybody and tell me, Adam, what's a really big charity that stands out to you right now that's important? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for asking. Rocksteady Boxing is the name. So Rocksteady Boxing, all three, three words there. My, my, my late father, he passed, uh, he had Parkinson's disease and he had spine disease and, and a few other things. And he was, he was, he was, he was my coach. Right. Um, and so Rocksteady Boxing is a, is a group that is now national. And when he joined it, it was just local in Indiana and it, it, it helps Parkinson's patients literally elongate their muscles. They get really tight or they get those shakes uh, to actually Elong or, or, or lengthen their 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 life, right? And so he did that. I think for five or six years, at a really high level, uh, he became a coach inside of Rocksteady Boxing. He was on billboards for Rocksteady Boxing. It was just oh, really wow. cool. So that is clearly, cool. that's got a place that's really near and dear to my heart. So what 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 BTL? What I would love as well is to be able to to help out you and help Rocksteady Boxing. So. For all of our listeners, when you want to access the toolbox and our BTL playbook, as long as you're going to make a $2 minimum donation to Rocksteady Boxing, you will have access to all of the content and value and information that we've got in our playbook, not just from Adam, but for all of the guests and the speakers and every single person that's going to be coming onto the show. So, so cool. we want to give that back to you, man. Thank you so much for being on the show, Adam. Everybody will, will really appreciate everything that you're helping them out with here. So thanks so cool, much, man. man. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff. <laughs>
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the BTL podcast. That's the Born to Lead podcast. Please be sure to stay up to speed with all of our episodes that we're going to be launching by subscribing to us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for more information about what we're doing, check us out on Facebook, Born to Lead Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram there too. And when you're ready to elevate yourself and your mindset, learn more from all of the folks that we've got on the show about their knowledge, attitude, skills, and their habits, be sure to stay tuned on Facebook. That's how you're going to learn more about where to access and how to access our BTL toolbox, where you'll have all of the content that we were mentioning before. So stay tuned, everybody, and thanks for listening. See you next time.